everyone welcome back to music from the curator's chair i know it's been a while but there is some new music out on the horizon i believe it is the as we are looking on today's bright and early day i'm looking out and i see an iceberg and i think it's about to tip over i see the point of where it's gonna tip over what does that describe oh that's right it describes the tipping point the 17 year a long-awaited album by tears for fears now this album i've been waiting for for a very long time i know when they said they were gonna get back into the studio and start recording that was back in 2019 i'm like yes they haven't done anything since everybody loves a, a good ending i believe it was i believe that was the album's name i can't recall right off the bat uh let me take a look quickly at my research i think it was that because it's been since 2004 they've had an album so it's been a long time since they made an album out like come out for a long time it's been a long time since they made an album it's been the first one since everybody loves a happy ending that's what it was nearly 18 years later it just came out on friday i am very sorry i wasn't able to review it on friday if you are hearing this as of the recording which is on the monday the 28th of february 2022 i am very sorry this should have been out on the friday but there was some uh, medical emergencies that i could not uh see for coming more or less i was excited for it i was excited to do it it came out i wasn't able to listen to it all in its entirety i listened to bits and pieces which kind of made me feel like i spoiled myself a little bit but I, w I was waiting till the album was out completely before I even listened to a single song. So I didn't even really try and listen to it completely because I just knew if I did, I would be spoiling myself and I would feel like I was doing something wrong. And I know I don't want to do that with my album reviews. So that is what I'm doing today. I'm doing the album review for The Tipping Point by Tears for Fears. The long-awaited 42-minute, 25-second album by Tears for Fears. It is very eclectic, I will definitely say that. The first song on this album, No Small Thing, has a very nice art poppy, kind of nice acoustic guitar riff going on. It's very nice, very calming. It's very what I would expect from them, more or less. It actually, actually the album actually was being worked on in 2013, so nearly nine years or so. And a bunch of other things happened. They weren't able to do it. I know there was a lot of things that were going on. Back in the day. Like I remember they lost pro like folks on the project for a while. I remember Roland struggled with health problems during the, like following the death of his wife. Curtis Smith even contemplated on walking away from the band altogether again for a second time. And some of the lyrics were inspired by Roland's wife's death in 2017. But, um, I gotta say, No Small Thing was definitely a good one to start listening to. The title track right after was quite, um, progressive art pop, I feel like. It was very different. It was very eclectic on what it was trying to deliver. And I enjoyed it. A lot of the like, production by Sasha Skarabek, Skarabek was really well done for it. A lot of the stuff was done by him and a bunch of others. But I know Long, Long, Long Time was another one I really loved on this album. It was one of my favorites to listen to, actually a couple times. But Break the Man, that was one of their other singles that they had released for this album, 
was quite amazing to hear. I actually can definitely say the production on this whole album feels very back to the 80s, Tears for Fears, when we first heard them in Mad World and the big, like songs from the big chair. It reminds me a little bit of that, but not as dark wavy as the first album was and not as uh, intense and big band like as songs from the big chair were. The Hurting was definitely the debut album from them. That one was definitely an album that reflected a lot more on Roland's personal uh, life as he was growing up. So a lot of it was dealing with that amongst other things. So I can actually hear a little bit more coming out of him from these lyrics overall. And I could definitely tell, I understand why he's going through this such heartbreak. He's been dealing with a lot of personal health problems for a long time. He's been dealing with these things for so many years. It's like, oh my goodness. It's just like, what happened, man? My demons also kind of ex- like screams that out loud. Like, I'm not the same person I was before. I have a lot of personal demons I got to deal with. Even Kurt Smith sounds like he's dealing with some demons he doesn't want to deal with at all in this. Rivers of Mercy, which is the one of the longer songs on this album, I felt like was going forever. It is a six-minute song. It's pretty lengthy. A lot of these songs are nearly five and four, like four and a half minutes, like round four and five minutes long, at least. So when you get a song like this, it's like, holy. I currently do not have the deluxe CD edition. I only have the iTunes edition that I was given recently from my uh, creative director, let's just say. That's a different story altogether. I'll talk about that later on in a different podcast, possibly. My creative director helped me get this album, so I appreciate that very much, my friend. I'm not going to mention his name out loud because I don't think it's necessary to mention my creative director's name out loud. But he is uh, someone that's helped me create this podcast, and I appreciate him heavily for this. So, A lot of the music that I get usually comes from him, or he helps me procure it, or I find it myself through uh, his... um, Let's just say his direction. Let's just say. But other than that, let's just move on. I don't want to get sidetracked over and over again. But Please Be Happy was another one that I thought was kind of a try and cheer up song. It didn't sound like... It sounded like something they've been trying to do for a while. I know in the past, in the past couple of albums that Two Fears did. And I mean before they split. Because I know there's two albums that I know that Roland did on his own as a solo project. That were basically a solo project but under his under the tears fears um name itself so it wasn't it, you couldn't scream it was but he did actually make it as a solo effort because it was by himself there was no one else with him and those two albums i will probably talk about later in the future i might even talk about at the end of this album but i do know the first two albums with kurt and then the album that came after everybody loves a happy ending after those two solo efforts that were done by only uh, rolling on his own like, I could definitely tell they've done very well with one another. And just overall, it's just like... I don't know. I gotta say, Master Plan is another favorite of mine. I gotta say, this is... If I had to choose just one song out of the entirety of this album that I gotta enjoy and, like, say this is my favorite, it's either this one or long 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 time everything else like so far this album's been great i gotta say um end of night is another one that's also really great a lot of these ones were just done but like a lot of these ones were wrote, written by roland and kurt 
Some of them were just done by Roland himself. Like, I know Master Plan and End of Night were done by Roland himself. And End of Night, I thought, was really good. Stay, the last one on the album, was written by Kurt. And um, Charlton Pettis, who also did a lot of the production, too. They they helped quite a lot with um, the production, as well as the writing and everything else for this album. And I'm going to applaud him for it. And I got to say... This album is way, way overdue, if I'm honest. This album should have been out in 2012. Well, I'm not saying it like that, but I'm saying they should have made another album in 2012 at least. And then made us, like, then given us another one maybe in 2015 or something like that. But I'm not mad that Tears made us wait this long for an album. Sometimes it takes quite some time to get a new album from artists. Like, I mean, I remember. Since I left, you came out back in 2001, and we didn't hear another thing from the Avalanches for 15 or so years, 15, 16 years with Wildflower. And when that came out, I'm like, whoa, they're back. Like, hopefully they're back for good and not, like, leaving us again. But they did come out with another album in 2018, 2019, I think. I have to look at my library quickly. I think they did do another album. But why am I talking about them? Well, basically, my idea, my thought process is, why make us wait for such a long time for an album when you don't feel like you could do it? You know what I mean? Like, what's the point? Where is Avalanches? I know I have them. Hold on. They have, um... What is it? They have We Will Always Love You. That came out in 2020, actually. That's what I'm thinking of. So they came back a couple years back, and I'm glad they did, because if they didn't, I would be like... Oh, maybe we're not getting another album. But at the same time, there's a bunch of these out, these artists that have come out with music every now and then that just feels like they're just not enjoying themselves a whole lot. Like it just feels like they just don't want to do anything, and that kind of sucks sometimes. When you get an artist that just doesn't want to do a dang thing, it, it kind of bugs me when they do that. But what do I know? Like, honestly, what do I know as a human being? Because honestly, all I know is that sometimes it's nice to hear music from artists that you've been waiting to hear back from a lo- for a long time. I mean, last year we got Let the Bad Times Roll by The Offspring after nine years. Holy crap. What were you guys doing, Dexter and Friends? Like, I'm not cynical. I'm not hating an album that I actually gave quite a bit of positive notes on and enjoy i'm not doing that i'm just a little disappointed sometimes when you have to wait for such a long time hell i think most people are just kind of just got to give it up waiting for another uh lauren hill album which i don't think is going to happen anytime soon i mean we had that unplugged 2.0 album that was not very good but again what are we supposed to do are we supposed to just sit with our thumbs up our backsides uh waiting for an album that's not going to come out i don't know listeners you tell me you tell me everyone what should we do with these artists should we just give up and not listen to them at all or be actually excited when you hear there's a new album coming honestly with me i actually am excited when new music comes out that i want to listen to because i know there's another album that's coming out very soon and i do know i need to review peace music as well i need to review liam gallagher's two solo albums probably back to back and i got to review them back to back and then see what I think about them because I know his next album 
Come On You Know is coming out very soon in May, and I want to listen to it. I want to listen to its entirety. I want to listen to it in its entirety. I want to make sure I listen to every single moment of that album and enjoy it. Because there's times where I wanted to say, yes, this is what I want in life. But there's times where I'm just like, what am I doing? You know? Like, there's nothing for me anymore, it feels like. I didn't, like, want to listen to an album and be tired of it. No. Like, this album, first listen, was great. I gotta say. The tipping point was great. I'm sorry that I'm getting sidetracked, but I'm just, like, I'm very disappointed. It took nearly 18 years for a new album. I'm not saying it like that, but it just, it feels like it came off as, like, a bit of a disappointment for me. Like, I don't know how to describe it personally for me. I just didn't expect to wait so long for an album, if I'm honest. I didn't expect to wait 18 years. I Then again, I wasn't born in the, like, I wasn't born in the 70s to listen to this album, like the, the albums when they first came out. Quite the contrary. But when I first started to hear Tears for Fears for the first time, I'm thinking, wow, this is some good stuff. And then when I heard that they haven't made an album since 2004, I'm like, oh, did they just stop making albums? And I kept on hearing, oh no, they're gonna be in the out, they're gonna be in the studio soon. They're still trying to make music, they're still touring, like they're still doing stuff together. But then when I'm hearing all this uh, background about the album overall, I'm just I'm a little disappointed. I'm like, is this why this album sounds so heartbreaking like it sounds like you guys are just not wanting to make anything anymore and like and that kind of sucks i want to hear more from tears of fears might not ever happen this might be the last album who knows i do know that a lot of the production sounds great on this album that's what really brings me to my final point what am i reading this out what am i gonna rate well to be fair as I just listened to it a couple of times so far. And I gotta say, it's great, but it's not as great as I want it to be. I gotta give the tipping point, ladies and gentlemen, like everyone that's listening by Tears for Peers, I'm feeling a solid seven out of 10. Now, don't get me wrong, this is worth a, uh, worth a listen. If you're a Tears for Fears fan and you pr- appreciate their first couple of albums, I think you will enjoy this one. You might not, but I think you will, in my personal opinion. Now, with all that sorted out, my final thoughts on this album, well, overall, it was great to hear them again. Great to hear Roland and Kurt back together again. I haven't really heard them properly in years, so being able to see them back together again is just, it's spectacular. It's nice. It's, it's great to see that they're working together, they're, ha- they're doing well, I'm loving what I'm hearing, and it's just like... Yes, this is what I want to hear from an artist that hasn't really done a whole lot in a while. But then again, there was a lot of things going on. They were touring a lot. So I can understand when they just don't want to release new music if they don't feel like they have a finished product, which is fine. I'm not mad. I applaud that. But what I will do is uh, say, Kurt, Roland, I hope you all are doing very well right now. I know a lot of you, both of you have been going through some stuff. I hope you're able to get through it properly enough and hopefully, and I do mean hopefully, if you're listening to this, I don't think you are, but if anyone is able to find them and at least give them this review, tell them that I'm thankful for the music that they've given me. Because a lot of the times I've ever been in a really rough situation, I've listened to Tears for Fears and I've been able to get through what's been going on in my head. Now, a lot of the time, a lot of depression and whatnot, but this album always, like these albums that they do always bring me back to my 
happier moods. It feels like it's a little bit more creative for me. But uh, yeah, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else. Uh, uh, no, I mean, until next time, everyone, this is Scott signing out. I will be back with another Music from the Curious Chair podcast very soon. I will have one happening right around. Uh, I have one happening for May, like I mentioned, for Liam Gallagher. I have one for St. Patrick's Day next month in March. It will be for an album that I got a couple of years ago, and I never really got a chance to listen to it and review it. So I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to give my unbiased opinion on it. I don't care if you guys don't like the album title name, but I'm going to do it anyways, and I hope you enjoy it. So this is God signing out. I'll see you all again very soon, everyone. And transmission.